I'm calling my shot. Blake Shapen, Baylor's starting quarterback. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Baylor. I am oh, still so happy after seeing Tyler Childers last night from Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears. Thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. Um, not only was Tyler Childers great, I also DM'd his pianist, his keyboard player, to play a song that I like, and he responded. We had great dialogue. Very interesting. Very interesting. You don't know who Tyler Childers is. You got to go look him up. You got to find him. Um, the Baylor spring game is tomorrow. We are now less than a day away from the green and gold game. Number one, I hope you go out. I hope you support the barbecue cook-off and all the fun things that happen. There are crowds and crowds of people that go to all the spring games across the major power teams in America, Ohio State and Michigan and Clemson and Colorado's is sold out and all of that. I hope, I hope for the sake of those recruits that are coming into Waco tomorrow that you go to Baylor spring game. All of that boils down to this. Baylor has its starting quarterback for 2023 and it's Blake Shapen. I know. I know you've read the headlines. I know you've heard the people talk about it. The talking heads for, for weeks now have said, myself included, this is up in the air. We do not know if Sawyer Robertson, Blake Shapen, or if you're me, RJ Martinez will be the starting quarterback for Baylor next season. But I'm putting an end to that. I'm putting an end to the confusion, an end to the question, and answering it. I'm calling my shot and saying firmly now, Blake Shapen will be the starting quarterback for Baylor University when they kick off against Long Island this fall and Utah and every other team they play. I don't think it'll be a two-quarterback system. Dave Aranda has already said he will name a starting quarterback at the end of the spring. We will know one in the next couple of weeks, and it won't be a, hey, this guy will play a couple drives, and that guy will play a couple drives, and God, I'm glad he's not doing it that way. But it's going to be Blake Shapen. Number one, in practice, watching Shapen and Sawyer Robertson in practice, both good quarterbacks, but Blake Shapen's putting a zip on the football. His release time is a lot faster than what Sawyer gives you. Not only that, neither of these players are electric outside of the pocket. You're not going to see Blake Shapen run first. You're not going to see Sawyer Robertson run first. They are not what I would consider to be elite mobile quarterbacks. It's not the way they play. These are not dual threat players. There is not a category in which Sawyer Robertson, aside from like hype, adds exponentially more to the quarterback position than Blake Shapen. I'll say it again. There is not a category where Sawyer Robertson adds exponentially more to the quarterback position than Blake Shapen. The number one thing, again, the number one thing that I pitch first is, is the ability to get the ball out of there. That's what, that's what Jeff Grimes wants. That's what Sean Bell wants. Get that ball out of there. Blake Shapen, zip. Yeah. Hurt your hands kind of stuff. And he's done that every spring that I've seen him play. He has made waves. Remember, there was a point in time where all of you wanted Blake Shapen to be the starting quarterback over Gary Bohannon because of his release time, because of the zip that he put on the football. The big thing, and another big thing that goes into this competition, Blake Shapen's career has consisted of 
3,200 passing yards. He has 18, 23, 23 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. He's not, wasn't a very good quarterback for Baylor last season. I'll be honest with you. He wasn't great at the quarterback position and had some terrible games. Namely, the last game you saw him in, 11 for 23 for 188 yards against Air Force. The game before that against Texas, 18 for 36, 179 yards. Those folks are not good. But the kids got 3,000 passing yards and 18 touchdowns. The guy he is competing against has 23 passing yards and zero touchdowns, coupled with just 11 attempts as a collegiate quarterback. I like Sawyer Robertson a lot. He's been on this show. I know him personally. He is a heck of a guy, a really good kid. And you know what? So is Blake Shapin. Those two things, the release time, the experience, are all fine and dandy. But the really, really big one, the paramount one that I want to hone in on, talks about who Blake Shapin is as a guy, who Sawyer Robertson is as a guy. They have both won over the locker room. I firmly believe that. They both have this football team on their side. There are guys in this in this program that would be completely comfortable with Sawyer Robertson leading the way. But there are more guys who have bought into who Blake Shapin is as a person and as a player. I told you that when I saw Blake Shapin at, and there was an event a couple months ago now, for special needs adults and kids who wanted to play flag football. The Baylor football team got to come out and volunteer. I had the honor to announce it alongside Jeff Grimes, who was the one that helped orchestrate this deal. It was one of the coolest things I've been a part of. And when for the, for the event, there was a Baylor player who had to play quarterback the entire time for the team, the flag, one of the flag football teams. And the lady, the, the administrator comes out and says to the Baylor football team, Hey, I need a quarterback to uh, we can switch it out we can you know we can rotate guys but i need one guy to play quarterback for our flag football team for the special needs kids and adults and the entire roster the entire baylor roster said uh be shape shape get out there hey, oh shape shape there's just this massive murmur of blake get out there you're our guy no hesitation no hesitation for who it was going to be it was blake shaping jd Bakel said it on this show yesterday Whoever wins over the locker room is going to be the guy for Baylor football in 2023. And that, to me, is Blake Shapin. He has won this team over the even though he had a really bad year last season. I say really bad, you know, stats aren't, you know, terribly abysmal. But if you watch any of the games, you thought, if you had a better quarterback, Baylor probably wins more games. Sure. If you had a more dimensional quarterback, a, a, a multi-dimensional quarterback, you'd probably win more games. Sure, I agree. But at the same time, with all the struggles, he kept the locker room intact. He kept all the guys liking not just him, but liking his play and standing up for him in every press conference. When people were asked, when the, the DBs were asked, when Dylan Doyle was asked, when Connor Galvin was asked about Blake Shapin, and what he brings to the team. Every one of those guys had only good things to say about Blake. And I, I 
I'm with JD. I'm with JD Pacquiao. That is what is paramount. That is the biggest thing here is who controls the locker room. And it's Blake Shapin. He's got so much more experience than Sawyer Robertson. He, he has the locker room won over. He's got, if not, there are areas where Sawyer Robertson is better, sure, but they're not exponential. It's not like Sawyer walked on the field day one and you thought, okay, this is the guy who is way better than Blake Shapin. There's no way that Blake can compensate for what Sawyer Robertson brings to the table. No, it's not what happened this offseason. It was a good offseason. And Davis said that Sawyer pushed Blake. You usually say that Sawyer pushed Blake when Blake's the one starting. Because he is. He's going to start next season. These people who are telling you, it's up in the air. I don't know. I'm not confident. I am. I am confident. I am confident that Blake Shapin will be the starting quarterback for Baylor next season. Clip this. If it doesn't happen, you can throw it right back at me. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I wasn't there. Tell me I didn't know. Tell me all the things you want to tell me. But I am firmly firmly saying right now that Blake Shapin will be the starting quarterback for Baylor football in 2023. I'm also firmly saying Bill Parr is the best thing I've ever put in my entire mouth. <clears throat> A lot of things in that category, like crab meat, steak and burgers. Bill Barr is number one. It's healthy and they taste amazing. They literally taste amazing. I think about I don't have to think about it all the time because I eat it a lot. I have one every day. I wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. I grab my Bang Energy drink and my Built Bar. You got to try these. They're 100% real chocolate. That's right. They're so good because they're 100% actual real chocolate. Have flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, cookies, cream. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it because for years we've been talking about how you can get it at Built.com. But now you can get it at Walmart and at Sam's Club because there's only four grams of sugar, only 130 calories, and still 17 grams of protein. That's right. Head right now to Walmart, head to Sam's Club, head to Built.com and get a Built Bar. Get a 13-bar box of Sam's Club. Get a four-bar box of coconut puffs, chocolate, double chocolate, cookies, and cream. All of that at Built.com or Walmart or Sam's Club. So here's another addition to this conversation of, of if I'm wrong, of how I could be wrong, I guess. There was a very similar, Grayson Grunthafer, who I think is spectacular, maybe the most devoted Baylor analyst that exists. And, and Travis had said a year ago, hey, we're pretty confident it's just a formality. Gary Bohannon's going to be the starting quarterback. And that Blake Shapin would not be in that role for the Bears last season. This time last year, we were pretty sure that Blake Shapin was not going to see the field because Gary Bohannon had won a Sugar Bowl for the Bears. Travis Roder was on this show and said the same thing. Now, a year later, Gary Bohannon does not play for Baylor. Blake Shapin's coming off his first complete season as a starter. We were all wrong last offseason. Blake was given the nod over a guy who had way more experience in in a in a good quarterback in Gary Bohannon. Yet Dave Aranda showed I don't always side with experience. I side with a guy who can win us the most games. Maybe, maybe there's a world in which Dave and Jeff and Sean think that Sawyer Robertson can win this team the most games. If that's the case, then I am confident he will start. Okay, fine. 
But I, I don't think that's A, the case, or B, where the direction of this program is, where Jeff Grimes sits, where Dave Aranda sits. It's not what I'm what I'm hearing. It's not what I'm getting. I'm not getting from my sources within the program, around the program at least, that Sawyer Robertson has the leg up and enough to be the starting quarterback next year. That RJ Martinez has a leg up enough to be the starting quarterback next year. Could they play? Could Blake Shapen just crap all over himself in the first three games? I hope not, first and foremost. But yes, there is a world where that happens and somebody new steps into that role. Blake Shapen doesn't play well. Sawyer Robertson comes in. RJ Martinez comes in. But Blake will start game one and be Baylor starter going into next season. Um, e- even though we've seen Dave Aranda make a decision that sides against the guy with the experience, a decision that sides against a guy in Gary Bohannon who helped you get to a Sugar Bowl and win a Sugar Bowl, helped you get to a Big 12 championship, which you eventually won without him with Blake Shapin, who, again, we were all begging to be the starting quarterback. Well, good. You got it for two years, at least, because he's going to be the starting quarterback next season. Up next, we're going to hear from Jeff Grimes and Dave Aranda. Jeff Grimes first, Dave Aranda second. Now you're going to like it. You're going to like it a lot. I picked out the best clips before tomorrow's spring game. Be watching the quarterback battle. I'm excited about it. Dave, Jeff, Jeff and Dave, take it away. Well, I guess, uh, how's the offense coming along? What are you seeing? I think we made a lot of progress this spring. And, you know, I mean, it's typical coach speak, but, you know, I'm pleased with the fact that we have made progress, not content with where we are. And, you know, we're at that point in spring ball where all the players are ready for it to be over and all the coaches like me are wishing we had four more weeks of it. You know, I mean, I love spring ball, just working with the kids. And when you've got new guys, which we have a lot of them, then you just, you're really enjoying the, the progress. You're seeing guys getting better every day. And so you just wish you could keep doing it longer, but yeah. now will be the time to, you know, wrap it up and let them kind of work on their own for the summer. And the QB uh, yeah. competition. Yeah, doing great. I mean, I think all of them are doing well, really. I think Blake's made a lot of improvement, and I think, you know, he's at that point in his career where I've seen a lot of guys make rapid improvement uh, going from that first year as a full-time starter. You know, sometimes a guy comes in as a rookie, you know, young guy and does something next year for maybe a, whatever reason, uh, things don't go the way that we thought they would, excuse me, um, as a coaching staff, as, a, as an entire offense. Um, and then, you know, for him, obviously, he would say he wants to play better this year. And, um, and I, I'm seeing every sign in the world saying that he's going to right now. And I think he's in position to make that jump. I've seen a lot of guys make going from that first full-time year as first full year as a starter, full-time starter. Um, and I, the other thing I really respect about him is just the way he's handling coaching, the way that he's stepped up as a leader, really reaching outside of himself, which, um, you know, it's not always easy for guys to do. Sawyer's doing a great job too. He's got a great personality, um, really, really uh, is coming along. And, you know, the challenge for Sawyer is, you know, he wasn't just in an air raid offense at Mississippi State. He played in that in high school as well. And so just taking a snap from under center and doing a lot of the footwork things, play action stuff that we're doing, it's like not just a different offense. It's almost like a different sport for him. And then um, and RJ's doing great, really impressed with his ability to throw it. Brayson's gotten a whole lot better. So really impressed with the room as a whole. What was it about Sawyer that, that you will like? I mean, you could have maybe gone after somebody that had more experience. But, I mean, what, what was it about him that kind of grabbed y'all's attention? 
Yeah, I think the question was, what was it about Sawyer that grabbed our attention, um, particularly with a guy who hadn't hadn't played as much? You guys couldn't find very many good players to interview today, huh? Um, <laughs> I think I think two things. There were a lot of people that we knew, him being from Texas, a lot of people that we knew who had connections to him in high school and had worked with him in camp, had coached him in high school, had seen him in in various competitive settings and just really believed in him as a player. That combined with what we saw on film told us that he, that he had the ability. And then the next thing was, hey, he's an even better kid than he is a player. And as we got to know him, we found, found that to be true. Great kid, great family, great leader, real, uh, real upbeat, optimistic personality, and it's just hard not to fall in love with him. Do you have to coach like the air raid out of him in a sense? I mean, do you take some of that if he became the starter? And put some of it into the offense anyway? I mean, you've got to kind of, I guess, you know, coach to his strength, so to speak. Yeah, well, you know, when you talk about the air raid now, there are versions of the air raid just like there are versions of spread offense or an NFL-style offense, how would you kind of describe us. Uh, so many different versions of it, so many different versions of that air raid as well. But there are pieces of it that we run as well. Uh, you know, I've been a part of an air raid offense myself, and so there's parts of that in our passing game. And those parts he's a little bit more comfortable um, with right now. But I see him making progress in the, in the other pieces as well. And so, you know, I wouldn't say that there are, there are parts of it that we would add to the offense if he was to if he was to play in a game tomorrow i would lean on the things that he's most comfortable with which would include some of those elements for sure we've heard a lot of positive things about Keytron so far from the other players what have you seen from him coming in and kind of making a difference got got a great got the a great ability to separate at the line of scrimmage you know and i think it's really helped our other receivers recognize how to do that i think that's something we struggled with last year getting off press coverage and uh, he, he has the natural ability to stick his foot in the ground and get past someone when, when they're playing press on him. And so that, that one thing alone right there is something that I think adds, a, adds the dimension to your offense that we were missing last year. On top of that, I would say that him kind of being an example and showing the other guys how to do it has, has helped them. And then on top of that, you know, a lot of, a lot of those receivers that last year were in their first or second year of playing, and maybe, maybe ready to play some, but maybe not quite ready for the role that they had. I see them stepping into those roles right now and really, really impressed with the group as a whole. I would, I would say that group um, probably as improved as any this spring. The other thing I'd like to say about Keytron is he has, he has all that physical skill, um, but what a great personality and a great worker too. You know, sometimes you find that guy who has all the the athletic ability and he's just looking for how many balls he can catch. You know, this is a guy that, you know, even back in recruiting wasn't talking about how many balls are you going to throw me and how much money can I make and all that. He just said, I want to be somewhere where it's the right fit. And, um, and he's shown, he's shown to be that. And, you know, after, after a practice the other day, I felt like I didn't do a good enough job of creating spots for him to make plays and I apologize and he just smiled he said coach I ain't worried about that and so I just love him as a kid his willingness to work willingness to block and do all the things that we ask him to do I think you know the consistency if a guy has done something one time we want to see him be able to do that do it another time uh, if a guy can do something in a walkthrough and can do it in a unit teach and then do it in a practice 
can he do it when he crosses the bridge and get to McLean and, and do it in a pressure situation? I think, you know, the, the, the mantra of do simple better really just shows up. And it's not about, like, um, you know, replacing things that maybe are broken. It's just fixing them. And so I think with that mindset and keeping it real basic and uh, getting, um, you know, the confidence and the, um, uh, the knowledge of if I'm, if I'm a player and, I'm, and it's out there, hey, I'm struggling with something. Coach says this is what it is. I understand it. He says I have to do this. And then the next year he goes, go, he goes out and he fixes it and he does it. That would be good in this, this last week. Coach, you mentioned simple. Coach Powell seem, seems like that's kind of his deal, and mm-hmm. I'm guessing he's taking it from you too, mm-hmm. but to make things a little more simple on defense. Yeah, I, you know, I think, you know, simple is really sophisticated, really. I think there's a whole lot that goes into it. You know, I think when things get simple, you've kind of gone down the rabbit hole already and worked through all of the entanglements and all of the paradoxes and all of the, the, um, the swampy mess that can really weigh you down and so you have to kind of do that and then if you come back out now you can be simple I think if you don't do that I would I would use the word simplistic for that Mm -hmm. which is kind of a a blackboard thing uh, either O or D and that just ain't going to get it done and so that to to be simple and to everyone be on like so if I'm a defender right I get the call early I know my alignment if it's this back, I can cheat it. If it's th- this other back, I don't cheat it. it I'm, I, I can get the call and the shrink call enough in time where I see the tight end. Is he closer to the line? Ball's probably going that way. Is he off the ball with the back offset? It's probably coming this way, right? Which receiver's in the game, right? Is it the guy that normally blocks? Is it the guy that, that takes the post, the post routes and tries to take the top off? Like all of that is into, is what you would like for a defender in playing. And then, you know, offensively, it would be um, what's the down distance, you know, um, off of this formation that I know I'm in, right? The primary defense is this, right? Uh, they've been, th- we've been hurting them this way, so their adjustment's going to be this. Here it comes, right? Hey, it's an out-out call, right? All of those things, I think, you know, it's not about what the coaches know. We want to see what the players know. And for, to do that, the coaches have to get out of the way. What are you seeing from uh, those quarterbacks in that battle? And, and would you like to name a starter by the end of the spring? Or do, does that matter if that goes into the fall? Or? I think you'd like to. Um, I think the competition, um, I know that the Sawyer has pushed Blake. And I think Blake's continued to improve and excel. I was some really good throws today uh, uh, to Keytron again. And so it's cool that that is starting to become um, a real strong connection and uh, looking forward to see more of that. But I think, you know, um, what's good about Blake is kind of starting off slow, the whole offense, I think, kind of starting off slow and then kind of do what we're talking about. Hey, it's broke. What is it that's broke? Let's fix it, get back on the field. I think the more we can do that, that is really the thing that we're doing when we're out here doing this other stuff is we're really fo- is, is pushing past, you know, in the past, it might be looking for mom and dad saying, hey, it's broken. <laughs> it's broken. It's not supposed to be broken. Can you fix it? And to get the maturity comes into play when um, they're the ones that are fixing it. That was Jeff Grimes and Dave Aranda, the best clips from their press conferences the last week as we hit tomorrow's spring game. Baylor and Baylor.
Green versus the gold. You don't want to mess up. It's going to be great. I hope you're going. I'll be there, I think. I got a crawfish boil. Tough decision. Crawfish boil or game where football team plays against own football team. Yes, we got to figure that one out. Go Bears. Sickle Bears. Go Tyler Children. This has been It Always Will Be. Come back Monday. We'll break down everything from the spring game. Locked on. Thanks for making your first listen every single day. Baylor.